to the business league podcast episode number 10 this is your commissioner adam mr commissioner it's john baker what's good kid how you doing i'm doing pretty well man it took everything not to make our opening song we are the champions this week oh why would you do it <laughs> i mean man the last we talked we were in the midst of game seven of the world series and the nats were getting dominated by zach Greinke. And oh boy the uh, the luck of the podcast came through again Perfect four and zero on podcast recording nights. Four and zero, so we'll have to start maybe recording on Penn State days and or Browns days. As long as the Browns are playing the same day as the Cowboys, I'm all in on that. Oh. So uh, Saturday morning podcast as well. Yeah, a little breakfast cast. Ooh, some Irish breakfast maybe. <laughs> you know me. Don't threaten me with a good time. Uh, what are you drinking tonight, John? Uh, tonight I'm. Uh, I've changed it up from. My traditional Keystone lights, and I'm uh, enjoying a tasty bush. Oh man, uh, yeah. you know I hope people with Keystone Light aren't listening. I I got an email about a potential sponsorship, but whew. yeah, well you know um, these cans they come in the 25 ounce variety, so they offer one more ounce, and for uh, for a penny less than the one dollar Keystone can at 99 cents, I just think the value is too hard to pass up. What a frugal shopper. <laughs> Very true. Well, uh, hey, those uh, diapers, diapers, and food for that little guy don't pay for itself. This is true, and and in the vein of frugal shoppers, we'll we'll uh, start off the podcast with your weekly public service announcement. The trade deadline in the business league is coming up this Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, and we just had a league wide email um, just in the last couple of minutes here, actually three minutes ago, from hanging with Mister Cooper, looking to acquire draft picks. It appears as though at three and six. Um, as the sharks would say, uh, I'm out. Yeah, I think we got a, I think we got a league-wide message board from Dak Dynasty, kind of proclaiming the same thing. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting, John. I, I look at the standings here, and we just have this jumble of our teams, yours and mine included, at this five and four, four and five uh, mix from spots three and not three through nine. And, yeah, you know, it really. Uh, <laughs> God, it would be nice if this trade deadline was one week later. I'm, it's the way I'm thinking. What about you? <laughs> Wasn't there a year when you were pushing for it a mid-season to go out an extra week? You know, I think, uh, yeah, maybe two or three years ago. I, th- I remember sending out a message just because really everything was up in the air. And, um, you know, obviously you can't decide those things unless everyone agrees on a mid-season. But – yeah. Forget if I talk, I forget if I brought it up last week. I thought it was kind of cool. Someone was saying they do their trade deadline um, Thanksgiving weekend because you know a lot of people have off for the Thanksgiving holiday and a lot of free time to you know haggle trades with everyone. Maybe, yeah, um, could be an option for the 2020 season. This is true. So yeah, everyone, uh, trade deadline is this Saturday. Try to get your trades in prior to that. Um, you know, I could push anything that comes through over the wire, but um, so we can get everything in, obviously, for everyone's lineups by Sunday. Respect. Uh, what do you say we go into our NFL recap, John? Yeah, I'm willing to talk about any game except one. Well, why don't we start with Monday Night Football? I, I wanted to bring in everyone's attention. I don't know if you – for anyone who listened to last week's podcast, we had a special guest – Outside of your house, John, an angry cat. Unbelievable, and that came full circle on the last game of the week. Monday Night Football, middle of the game while the the Giants are up on the Cowboys, out trots this black cat onto the field. Had some moves too, very agile. And uh, you know, from the point that that cat showed up, I believe the Cowboys scored, outscored the Giants thirty-four to six. So um, I'm pretty sure in the post game, Jerry, Jerry Jones said that he had a cage out there ready to pick up that cat, and he'll be uh, letting him loose every game this season. So rumor has it that was the cat from Exeter, Pennsylvania, that made its way. It was like a, a homeward bound, the most incredible journey type voyage for this cat out to the Meadowlands. <laughs> you know, he he did not look like a stray cat. He looked pretty well fed. So uh, he must have been eating the good stuff out of your trash can, if if that's the case. But I had to die laughing listening to the uh, radio broadcast that I saw on Twitter where the uh, – I think Kevin Harlan 
who does the play-by-play on Westwood One. Yeah. Threw out a uh, threw out an advertisement while covering the cat running in the uh, when the cat entered the red zone. He said, "This is the the cats entered the CDW red zone and oh, whatever." Well. <laughs> you have to you have to give him credit for throwing that out there. Yeah, well, hey, got to got to get them out of the way at some point during the broadcast. So good for him for capitalizing. Absolutely, and an otherwise uh, in an otherwise close game to start. Very uh, typical Dallas under Jason Garrett coming out sloppy after the bye, um, but they kind of came together at the second half and and blew it out. And and that last defensive touchdown, while I'm sure shifted some fantasy matchups, also ended up pushing the game to the over. Oh, did it really? I didn't realize that. It was a nice fourth quarter for the Cowboys. Yeah, you know, it was a it was a big win. They had to had to get the win to uh, keep pace with Philly after they got a win on Sunday. So yeah, dude, what um, happened to the Packers on Sunday? Holy crap! Oh my god, I whew, I don't know what was going on there. That game was was unbelievable. Yeah, this is probably my least expected result of the entire week. Um, I mean, granted, they were on the road traveling mostly across the country, but. Man, I didn't. I didn't think that they would perform like that offensively. No, and you know the Chargers—they're a rogue team. You never know who's going to show up. They, they, in all likelihood, should have lost the week before to Chicago if it wasn't for a missed field goal. Um, they looked terrible in that game, and then to come out and just totally stifle Aaron Rodgers and his boys—very um, unexpected. I guess it was a good defensive scheme by the Chargers. I mean, you look at the box score; um, the the Packers only ran the ball eleven times the entire game. Yeah, thanks a lot, uh, Lafleur. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's just you know not not the kind of balance or the misbalance um, you need to win games. Yeah, there was a, a, a other than good thing there was uh, some other the good games in that four o'clock window. Uh, didn't have to spend a lot of time watching that Cleveland game. The uh, Tampa Bay and Seattle went to overtime in a high scoring matchup. Yeah, uh, I got I got four o'clock to death. I thought I was looking pretty good for a win, and all of a sudden I'm losing, and I was out of, out of the contention. Mike Evans and DJ Metcalf or DK Metcalf by themselves killed me. Oh man, I could have used a little Chris Godwin, and you know it'd be nice if those guys could both eat in the same week for once at Tampa Bay. But it just seems like if one or the only, other. Uh, yeah, but luckily, um, you know it's not a situation where I have both of them, but. Chris Godwin's had a couple of uh, ho-hum weeks after a few blow-up weeks in the beginning of the season, so we need a little more of that. Yeah, man. Uh, what about you know, going back to the 1 o'clock games? Uh, I was shocked that Pittsburgh ended up getting the win. Again, a missed field goal um, kind of blows that one for Indianapolis. But it, A lot of times when I'm watching football and I get pissed about stuff, I'm just sitting on my couch and I just kind of go like, ah, oh, damn it, or like, oh, bummer. Like this time I let out an audible scream where I was like, no, the Colts are supposed to win this game. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, with you know the Colts were had the backup quarterback in there, had Hoyer playing for the majority of the game, so that that swings things a little bit, I'm sure. But uh, that that missed kick just killed me. You could see uh, Ray Finkel rolled over in his grave wherever he is. Oh, laces out, Dan. Yeah, they were in like sin. <laughs> uh, another another big news: the Miami Football Dolphins. Get their first win of the season over the mighty New York Jets. Is there a Miami not football Dolphins? Uh, I'm not sure. I think there, there's been a lot of jokes this year that uh, you can go down there and swim with the Miami football Dolphins. So, oh, I see. Uh, I don't know. I just felt like throwing that out there. Mm, big fair. win Big win for Miami. Uh, Cincinnati stands alone as the cheese in the center as the lone team without a win, I believe. Big bad Ryan Finley, not to be confused with the uh, – other rookie quarterbacks across the league. There you go. A nice, nice callback. <laughs> uh, shocker on Sunday night, Baltimore just lays the smackdown on New England. Yeah, get that chip off the. You know, it's funny because like I see how badly the Ravens put the beat down on the Patriots. I'm like, damn it, the Browns killed the Ravens. What's going on here? I hate that. Oh man, it. If only uh, what transitive property is that? Pulling out my like algebra terms from back in the day oh you know how i i stay fresh on those all the time because we use it all the time in the real world oh the, exactly <laughs> <laughs> so it, it may or may not be the right word i'm not going to look it up though um that's a little homework for the uh, business league uh audience here this there week. you go if anyone wants to confirm or deny that let us know um kansas city with uh getting a win without mahomes against minnesota 
Um, like seeing that Minnesota goes into Dallas next week on Sunday night football. So that'll be a good game. Yeah. It's a, yeah, the road gets a lot tougher for Dallas. We'll, we'll cover that a little later, but, um, yeah, otherwise we had a, a blowout game in, in London to end the Minshew, the Minshew magic era. Yeah, that was a nice Sunday um, morning football. I, I, you know, that's, I think this was the last London game and you know, I kind of wish they'd do all those games at, uh, at 9 30 the only the only one i really didn't like was when i was out on the west coast uh the morning that my cruise left from la that game started at 6 30 my time out there oh that, probably that was, was like a super super early. i mean it was a terrible game anyway so yeah uh, you know i probably I, I started watching probably around halftime but for football to start that early was was a-okay in my book who played oh man uh gotta dig deep uh, that uh, one uh, that was a carolina tampa bay matchup oof yeah not 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 great john not great well i just tampa bay stupid mike evans whatever <laughs> um so yeah we, we we won't cover that the uh the, the cleveland game uh disappointing to say the least as an odell beckham owner um you know expected a little more yeah but, didn't we all yeah i think every everyone i got i had to die laughing at the memes they've been showing now of like baker mayfield during the preseason and the picture of him in the, pr- the press conference after the game where he just looks awfully disheveled. He's not helping himself with the way, I mean, whatever the mustache, it's fine, but he wears that, <laughs> he wears that unkempt trench coat <laughs> and like a raggedy, raggedy white tee. Yeah. He just, you know, there's different ways to rock the stash and he's going in the direction of uh, homeless or, ch- or child abuser. Well, you know, it is November now. Maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll pick up no shave November and uh, grow out a beard, possibly. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. Um, they're playing the Bills next week. I don't know if that's on the road or at home. No, it's at home. If it was in Buffalo, you might have to fill that beard out for a nice cold weather game. But it's actually going to be in Cleveland for the next three weeks. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. Bills, right. Steelers, well, Dolphins. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll chat about that a little later. Uh, what do you say we get into the business league uh, week nine results? Yeah, let's do it. How'd you do this not, week? Uh, not not great. Took took a loss to Steve Johnson. Uh, think we think we both both of us actually picked my team to win. So, uh, you know, shows how much we know. But Whoops. Um, honestly, though, I, I wasn't too disappointed with my team's output. 120 points isn't bad. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey had a kind of a stinker as well as, you know, still trying to find someone to fill that tight end position after the Will Disley injury. Um, but for the most part, I was okay with the production I got from most of the rest of the team. Um, little just, dis- a little, uh, a consistent team this week, man. Look at that. Besides his defense, everybody had 14 at least. Yeah. You know, the, the Thursday night game, I thought I was pretty happy that San Francisco didn't, uh, you know, three points, only three points against the Arizona team that's been known to, you know, turn the ball over and such. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was showing a little bit of hope and, and as those, those one o'clock games were going along, uh, feeling the same way, but I had a couple guys at four o'clock that didn't really show up and I was hoping for my receivers to do a little more. And, uh, Tom Brady had a quiet game, obviously in the loss and it didn't help that for that Julian Edelman was his leading receiver in yards and receptions. So. Yeah, he didn't have a I bad did. week, man. You were just a little less consistent. I mean, his team was awfully consistent this week. Yeah, I mean, I was in. I I was, I guess, pleasantly surprised at how well Dallas bottled up Saquon. Uh, he had that one catch uh, towards the towards like the end of the third quarter, I think, beginning of the fourth quarter. I forget. But uh, other than that, for uh, he fourteen carries and twenty eight yards on the ground. Yeah, I think without, I saw correctly that the um, the leading rusher for the Giants was Danny Dimes. He was, yeah. He had a he had a couple of good scrambles where he got a, where he got decent yardage and uh, but yeah, the to bottle him up like that without Vanderesh playing, uh, can't say you know I didn't think Saquon was gonna drop the forty points that I needed anyway, but uh, yeah, very consistent game for Mister Steve Mister Stevens. Yeah. Um, not much I not much else I could say on that. Even in the uh, I know we talked when we were previewing the matchup about you know how he had throughout his two jets against the dolphins and even in the losing effort still both came out with uh as the leading scorers so uh not much else i can say about that i look we look at the uh we look at the benches there wasn't really much else that was going to change the things you know baltimore maybe would have given me a handful more points but i mean who in their right mind would have played them against new england 
Yeah, that probably wasn't wouldn't have been the brightest idea anyhow. But you know, like you said, that's only really a five point swing. So at the end of the day, yeah, no, it was a, it was a a win that I would have liked to have. But hats off to John Stevens on a nice week. Yeah, uh, flipping it over. Let's let's look at the the matchup of the the Browns fans. Unbelievable. Well, I came out on the losing end of this one, and uh, as I said before, I got four o'clock to death. I had a really solid start in the one o'clock games. Uh, with Pascal and Preston Williams shoring up my mighty receiver core that I was so proud of at the start of the season. <laughs> uh, yeah, how about how about that? My my receiver. Well, I did. I had Devonte Adams in my flex, to be fair. But um, yeah, man, Mike Evans and DK Metcalf accounted for over half of his team's points together, and that was really the story of the matchup. Um, you know, I had some favorable turns with a crappy game from Aaron Jones. Brissett had a brutal knee injury. I think that's going to keep him out for a little while. So I was set up for the win, but, man, those two receivers just kept going and going and going in those 4 o'clock slate, and I had no answer for it. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we talked a little about that Green Bay game, and Aaron Rodgers really you know, not his not his typical game at all after some of the efforts he's had this season. Yeah. You know, if he has his, if he has his usual game, uh, you likely pull this one out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought the same thing when I when we when uh when Brissett was out, I was like, oh man, doors open. John's got John's got this, and uh, again, disappointing. I, you know, I I know we talked about how you were slotting in two Dolphins into your lineup, and Dolphins get their first big win of the season, and now Mark uh Mark Walton or M Walton, I don't know what his first name is, but Mark, he's suspended. Yeah. And uh, Preston Williams has that great day, and now he's on IR. He's gonna miss the rest of the year, so. That's a, a, a bummer for those two uh, Miami players. Yeah, dude, kind of like you said, you would have liked to have had the win, but there was nothing really I could have done. I had some key guys on by this week. T.Y. Hilton had the injury. Pascal was a viable fill-in, more than viable, and hopefully he will be for another couple of weeks. But made the best of what I had and just couldn't get it done. Yeah, I think you're in the same boat with me. It's kind of searching for that, for searching for a suitable tight end. Um, Ebron definitely with the. Uh, the worst output for your squad. Yeah, well, I've got Hooper, so it was only a one-week thing for the buy. Oh, that's this is true. Don't let's not rub it in now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Again, we were kind of in the same same uh, same spot. Both would have liked to get the win. Both came up a little short. That's fantasy for you. Very true. Um, next one I got on my list here. I got trust the process with a fourth dominating win. victory. I mean, this guy was this guy was actually made trades and sold off pieces, and has now railed off four straight wins. Finds himself in the sixth spot. He's current playoff team. Uh, stomps down on Red Solo Cup. Speaking of four o'clock receivers going off, T.J. Lockett. Yes, and Tyler also Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, geez, I'm just <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, he had a great game. And that was just, I mean, one of a couple he had. Singletary really came out to play this week. Kittle got him off to a great start on Thursday, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, you look at you look on the other side at J. Will's team. Double a bagels. Lot of, a, lot of, a lot of buys. Uh, not much else he could have really done. Double bagels, dude. Triple bagels, actually. Come on. Right, oh, it's right in a row, man. man. Right in a row. Well, I, I was only looking in the left <laughs> column for stats. Oh yeah, no, yeah. The uh, the defense ended up with it with a bagel as well. Oof. So just just a, a tough week, even with the uh, even with the nice game by Lamar Jackson and uh, you know Emmanuel Sanders really uh, another nice game. His second game out there with the Niners, uh, something to look forward to. Yeah, the way he's bounced back from the Achilles injury has been incredible, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing to note, I I heard the uh, I believe New York's coach uh, Shermer said that. Uh, Shepard might be uh, out a few more weeks. Uh, number one overall draft pick in the business league. Mm. So that, that tough, tough, uh, tough sledding moving forward without him. But I mean, it was just a, a very good week for Carl. Even with, uh, I mean, geez, you look even on his bench, he had Duke Johnson who had a nice game. Yeah, Duke uh, Johnson had a sick touchdown too. He he activated the truck stick when he scored. Yeah, probably one of his first rushing touchdowns in quite a while, I think. Yeah, good for him. He's uh, found a little bit of a resurgence there in Houston, so it sucks as a Browns fan to say, but yeah, happy to see him doing well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, big win for Trust the Process, and 
as we said, he's a current playoff team. Yeah, it's uh, man. Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be cool if you ran the table? I mean, I'm not rooting for it, obviously, because I play him in a couple of weeks. But I mean, to start off zero and five, then end up eight and five, that'd be pretty sick. Be a heck of a story. I'd kind of rival the uh, Nationals this year, going from the bottom of the National League all the way to World Series. Were they at the bottom of the National League? They were. They were tied um, tied for losses with the Marlins at one point at the end of May. They had played a few more games, so they weren't actually. But yeah, they had as many losses as the Marlins had. Well, the Marlins are an up and coming team. <laughs> they sure are. <laughs> you know, man, what a rough time to be a Miami sports fan. Yikes. Indeed. Uh, moving on, we have Gold Standard. Again, another beatdown on Cerveza Express. Almost a full double up. Yeah, what a week. Um, kind of, you know, teams. I think Gold Standard was on a little bit of a. Uh, was on a little bit of a streak, a losing streak, and now has come back with a couple, and that gets, sends uh, Cerveza Express to his third straight loss. Yeah, it sucks for Zach. You know, you got Mahomes still out and Kamara on a bye, so you're without your top two guys. You know, tough to figure those ones out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's got to he's got to be happy. Peyton Lindsay, actually, uh, Philip Lindsay. God, <laughs> you love the I'm first just, names tonight, buddy. I'm just doing. I'm just going by first initials the rest of the night. Yeah, Pete <laughs> Lindsay had a nice game. Uh, yeah, uh, for once, I know he's he's had a couple of uh, a struggling games to put forward, but uh, you know, Gold Standard put put out the big bucks for Jalen Samuels and was rewarded with 20 points almost. You know, it's funny because when I saw earlier in the, earlier in the week, I was like, man, 35 bucks, that was a little steep, but it paid off. Yeah, he, he showed up for him. And then uh, Kenyon Drake rising from the ashes in his first game in Arizona. I mean, he was basically the only guy who was going to be getting the ball with them with all their injuries at running back. And, you know, 28.2. Zach Ertz had a, the best week of his season by far. How about it? I mean, very again. It looks very much like uh, John Stevens' stat line, all the way. You know, consistency all the way up and down, and three points yeah. from their defense. That's it. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody besides the defense, nobody below eleven points. That's that's a hell of a week. I'll take that any week. Absolutely. And then again, we again for for Team Ringle, just uh, just kind of rough all around, rough rough days from his receiving core. That's it. Yeah, I was and just going to say that. Pretty much years. married him. Yeah, I mean, what I mean, look at how, what they were uh, projected to do. You're looking at, geez, like 42 points, and they came out with 17. Big, yeah. Ultimately, probably wouldn't have made a difference against what Gold Standard did, but hey, it is what it is. I thought Robbie Anderson was going to have a big game this week. Yeah, well, um, I, th- I guess I've been kind of waiting for like some big games from him. You know, I've been like thinking about him as a deep threat and his capabilities in the field, but he hasn't really done much of that this season. You know, Miami still has that corner, Xavier Howard, uh, X yeah. Howard, yeah, uh, who can <laughs> shut down those number one guys. So um, maybe he maybe he drew the coverage and kind of a quiet day for him. Um, our next matchup, we have our weekly recap of Peter Karch's team just steamrolling another team. Killing everybody. Um, relatively, relatively low scoring uh, for Peter's standards this week, though. Uh, I guess the Thielen, the Thielen aggravation, reaggravation of the injury, uh, and Allen Robinson just having uh, an off. You know, Allen Robinson with one catch for six yards against the Philadelphia secondary. It was just mind-boggling. Yeah, the Aloysius Thielen and Adam Robinson both. Uh... <laughs> had rough weeks. And there you go, and and you know, look at Jay Jacobs, the uh, the mid season trade acquisition from Trust the Process with twenty with a big twenty four point game. I think that was the, the strongest one of the season, was it not? Yeah, he's he's been getting better and better. So no, no, he had a, he had a twenty nine pointer um, in week five. Oh, and a twenty four point three in week one. Well, there, yeah, there you go. Well, just you know continuing to to build towards a three-headed monster at running back for team karch <laughs> very true which is a few, uh, few and far between i feel like running back is probably uh one of the more thin positions out there i mean tight end but i mean you got to start two running backs not just one as in the case of tight end yeah very true and and as karch plays musical chairs with a quarterback had a nice almost 20 point day from Derek carr as well 
you know, threw him out there in a, in a, in the Oakland stack and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. It's a good uh, stack too, because Waller didn't particularly have a great game, even though he had seven points. Um, so that was like a good, I think strategic move. If he was thinking about that, cause you've got Carr there. So he's got the double dip with Waller and it's also going to kind of offset Tyrell Williams on the other side. Yeah. Look at looking at team, uh, Dak dynasty rough week, pretty much all around. Um, Again, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen misses most of the game, and he can't do. He can only catch one reception for four yards. Yeah, kind of makes you scratch your head, like like uh, a Robinson the second. <laughs> but just a, just a disappointing week, really. Uh, not that it mattered. Uh, Damian Williams had that uh, ninety-one yard rushing touchdown that really made his stat line look better. But yeah, I don't really think uh, he did too much outside of that, though. I'm pretty sure his stat line was fairly weak if you subtract that one play. Oh yeah, for sure. But um yeah, not that it was gonna make the difference in the matchup, but yeah. Um Dak Dynasty picks up a loss and I guess that, that uh led him to the fire sale as well. Uh the second fire sale of the season, if I recall correctly. Didn't he two weeks ago send one out, but then he won and then after losing this week did it again? Yeah, I think so. I think you may be right. I may be crazy. Good song. <laughs> uh, talk, speaking of fire sales, as we uh, got the league-wide email just a few uh, minutes ago when we were recording, we had Hanging with Mr. Cooper uh, taking a loss to Mr. Gula, Peter Blomey, who uh, broke his losing streak uh, with a big win. 170 points. Uh, yeah, and there was some led, real big led the, led the league in scoring. You know, buoyed by the uh, Russell Wilson had the uh, had the incredible game against Tampa Bay where he just could not be stopped. Well, I'm hoping Five that he uh, hoping he blew his load this week because I have to play Gula uh, week ten. Oof. <laughs> yeah, well, good times. Well, he will be going against the uh, the San Fran way defense, so a little bit tougher than Tampa Bay's pass defense. Tampa Bay could stop the run, but can't stop the pass apparently. Yeah, so I'd say so. Is what I hear, but uh, you know, solid week pretty much all the way down. Keenan Allen a little quiet, but uh, you know, I mean, when you got forty, 40 points from our court, quarterbacks with our scoring, uh, that's a pretty incredible week. Marvin Jones Jr. with another big week. Uh, you know, pretty solid week. Yeah, he was going to win anyway. You hacked this one. I mean, you got Sanu and AJ Brown on the bench too. Oof. Yeah, I think this one. Uh, I think uh, Mister hanging with Mister Cooper had. The Minshew magic in the early morning game, and he just, you know, towards the end of that game, just started, you know, fumbles, picks, left and right, just chipping away at those uh, minuscule points. So I think the the writing was on the wall after that with this one. Yeah, this week sucked for Marascio because the David Johnson injury, Julio and Breeze on the bye. You had to think from the start, even before the Thursday night game, he was probably praying for a miracle. Yeah, although as as I said, as a you know, we say, you know. Tough, tough week, tough week from Ratio. He only scored four points less than me and outscored you by eight, actually. So unreal. <laughs> I, I was thinking the same thing. So, uh, but you know, decent, decent. Uh, from the skill positions, other than his flex, he had double digits all the way around and almost twenty points from his defense. That kind of kept that score line up. I think. Yeah, I think that's one of the main variables and what you see in his score line is uh, that good performance from Pittsburgh's D. They've, they've been playing really well that defense ever since they got Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm actually a little bit worried about them in, in the division with the Browns. Oh boy! Oh, I'm just worried about the Browns in general, I suppose. But uh, that's another conversation for another day. Yeah, but you know, running up against the top scoring team, I mean, I guess it didn't really matter. Uh, Gula was going to beat anyone this week, and yeah. it just so happened Ratio was up against him. And uh, again, tough week though. Three three teams on by. You had Josh Gordon who got traded or released and then signed. Uh, Will Fuller, I guess, didn't play. David Johnson didn't play. Yeah, Will Fuller did not play. He didn't even make the trip. So, um, you know, he kind of put he kind of played with who he had. And I think, like you said, you said it best. He was hoping for a miracle and just came up a little short. A little short. Uh, well, <laughs> trying to be try, trying to be nice, I guess. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, hey, it's all good. So, so that, that closes out week nine. 
uh, just for our own edification from our I found our slip of paper with our picks from last week. Uh, I actually took this week's title. I went four and two. Ooh. Um, losses were being myself, and we both had who we both picked, and uh, Zach Ringle, who we both picked, and you had a two and four week. Woof. Only win. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's where I was last week's. Or no, I was three and three. I was two four two weeks ago. So yeah, just uh, yeah. Everything had a couple of close match. What we thought were close matchups that just ended up going the other way. So, yeah, I think. I mean, was my match with Cake the closest one in the entire league at thirteen points? I think so. A lot of blowouts, a lot of high scoring blowouts too. There was, yeah, we we differed on that one. I think I took Cake's team on that one. Rude. That was the difference, and then uh, I had Gula and you had Marascio. So those were our those were our differences. That's what I get for going with a UNC fan. Oh, it is the open United that, College basketball, so got to start getting those digs in. Are the, uh, the the Blue Devils are playing as we speak? Uh, they are. Yeah, last I saw, I think it was a pretty close game. It it still is as as I look at it right now. Uh, Penn State actually, Penn State basketball starts their season tonight as well with a big game against University of Maryland Eastern Ooh, Shore. Look out! Seventy two to twenty four right now as as uh, at recording time. Go Lions! Hell yeah, more well, more they got more important fish to fry on the football side of things, but uh, yeah, Penn State basketball, baby, maybe this will be the year. They're getting close on there every ten years. They have to make the tournament. I think they've got to do it within the next two or three years. Oh gosh, when was the last one? Didn't they play uh, Stanford in the first round? No, two thousand eleven. They played Temple and lost on a buzzer beater. Oh yeah, I smacked my desk so hard at work that day. It was my hand hurt so bad, and someone <laughs> came over and asked if I was okay. Poor guy. <laughs> but anyway, back to uh, back to the fantasy football. Yeah, uh, let's take let's take a look. Uh, we're recording on Tuesday, so no uh, waiver reports this week. Um, Not this time. So I guess we can go right in and take a look at in our second rivalry week because I was too lazy to delete the tick mark for week ten. <laughs> um, so this is a rivalry week. Uh, why don't we go? Why don't you tell us about your matchup? My matchup against Big Bad Eric Gula. Um, it's going to be a close matchup. Yeah, Vegas odds have it as about a three-point uh, – Gula as a three-point favor right now. Vegas odds, I like it. Um, he's got two pretty key players on his team going Thursday night. Um, as I have Eckler, he's got Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon. So you know both sides have the opportunity to really set a blazing pace for uh, for Sunday. And Monday too, because there's there's some guys in the in the matchup going on Sunday, namely Russell Wilson. Yeah, that yeah, it's, I guess we're probably going to be sweating out that one unless uh, unless you've got about a oh I don't know 50, 40 point lead I guess oh, is that I what he put up do forty again I hope not man. Well, I'm just I'm just trying to say, just trying to pull put it out there. Yeah, we'll see. I'm uh. I feel okay about the matchup. You know, I got through the bye week with two of my most important players, Freeman and Hooper, which is something I never thought I would hear myself saying. But uh, once again, relying on a nice week from Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Now that Adams is back, hopefully we can get back to business with those dudes. Yeah, I would, I would think a week in, he should be a little healthier than he was last week. Yeah. Um, rolling the dice again with Mr. Pascal. Uh, as of right now, I think so. But if... You know, in Hilton's absence, I think Pascal's got a great opportunity there. Have they said is uh is Hilton expected back anytime soon? Or I think when he even was announced to be out at first, they immediately said it was going to be a few week injury. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I think I think they said it was going to be like three or four weeks right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, looking at this one, it's it's going to be super close. Um, I don't see anything really hopping out at me. I think, like you said, we'll have a we'll have a good barometer on the the direction of this matchup come Thursday night. Yeah, with the uh, the aforementioned Chargers and Raiders on each side. I guess we'll be taking a close look too at the uh, at that Packers Panthers game as well. Yeah, I might have to try and figure something out for uh, MVS. Maybe get Latavius slotted in there or someone else. I'm not sure. 
Yeah, I was going to say it would be not, you know, New Orleans coming off the bye, so I guess they would expect Kamara to be back um, post bye. But I mean, God, that what a tasty matchup against that Falcons defense that would be to be able to slot that in. Well, I just might have to go slot in one big bad Mike Gasicki into my flex. Ooh. Coming off a career game against his former coach. It was a revenge game for Gasicki because he was playing against Adam Gaze. <laughs> I love the revenge narrative. I, I love. I, I believe I saw someone on Twitter that said Gase couldn't figure out how to use Gasecki when he had him, and he can't figure out how to stop him when he's going against him. Oh, unreal! <laughs> Gase can't figure a lot of stuff out. Oh, poor guy. But yeah, I don't know. It's. Uh, I mean, I think both teams are looking pretty evenly matched here, and as I always do, I'm going with my team. Sticking with your guys, always. Yeah, unless I'm projected uh, to lose in a blowout, I'm going to pick my team. Well, I got to go against you again this week. I think I'm going to go with Team Gula. Traitor. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, to, to be honest, uh, I don't like the matchup. I don't like Atlanta going into New Orleans. I think uh, that New Orleans defense is for real. That's kind of tipping the scales. You know my thoughts on uh, Valdez Scantling. He's so, a turd. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a rogue individual. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mr. Gula's team. I understand, but I'm still pissed. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's all good. Sorry about it. So my squad this week goes up against Red Solo Cup. Um, at press time, I look like a fake big-time favorite. I think that'll even out a little bit once Jay will does his tinkering. He tends to tinker later in the week. I mean, right now, if you look at the projections, you throw Cooper Cup in there, and I think he becomes the favorite right away. So I think this is going to end up being a close matchup, um, even though Yahoo's saying differently right now. Yeah, you know what's going to be the big thing to look at for him, though, is his replacement running back. Because as of press time, uh, his only rostered option is Tony Pollard. So I'm curious to see if he plays the waiver wire. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I, I, I highly doubt he'll go in playing both the Dallas running backs. Um as, as someone who watches all the Dallas games, they do try to get Pollard in there and involved us uh, in some of those like dual back sets. And they like to give Zeke, you know, every third series off. It seems that's their plan. Uh, I don't know if I'd do it against the Minnesota team though. So yeah, can't well, really um, talk for, for who he'll pick up. But like I said, you put, you throw Cooper cup right in there and he already shoots past me uh, projection wise. You, well, yeah, I'm uh, curious to see as well. If, he uses some of that league-leading fab budget. I believe he's got the most left in the entire league. He does. I, you know, I think. I hope he doesn't think that he gets that uh, at the end of the year paid out to him. Oh, is that a? No, that's not a <laughs> bonus. You, you had me confused there for a sec. No, no, I, I, I was just trying to make a joke. <laughs> um, but going on, just going over the rest of my roster, I, I have some decisions to make. I don't, I don't feel comfortable with Randall Cobb really starting. Uh, at that third wide receiver position. We'll have to see if that, that, that changes or not. I thought he was going to um, be way better for Dallas. I did too. They're having a tough time, like just getting him consistently involved. Yeah. He had, you know, he almost had a touchdown last night call back from penalty, but uh, could have had a bigger game. So I'm not quite sure if he'll be there. I, I made a sneaky, I thought it was a kind of sneaky pickup right before the game started on Sunday. I picked up Josh Reynolds. Um, based on speculation that Brandon Cooks might take a little bit to get back from his concussion. And you know, Reynolds is a guy they like to throw in when one of those top three guys is out there. And yeah. uh, Goff likes to look for him in the red zone. So, And I've been waiting to say this all week. The Kareem Hunt suspension is over. He has sat on my roster holding up a spot. Nathan, finally this week, he is available. We'll see if Freddie Kitchens actually decides to plug him in there. Uh, I can only imagine. I can only imagine he w- could take some carries away from mighty Dontrell Hilliard. If that's a, D Hilliard, I don't know if that's his real name or not. But <laughs> Doug, Doug Hilliard. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Kareem Hunt comes back. So finally, uh, who knows? I've been holding him for this long. We'll see if it paid off or not. Put him in. You won't. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right. I won't. I got to see how he does. No, put him in over that Steve Barkley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. 
maybe he could slot out at tight end. I, I've been looking for someone to, to uh, fill that fill in that spot. But well, you don't want really, the strap? Eh, he's kind of a rude guy. I'll trade you Hooper. <laughs> nah, I'm okay. Unreal. Really, the well, actually, looking at it again, one of the toughest decisions I think I'm going to have to make before uh, 1 o'clock is do I go Indianapolis against Miami or Baltimore against Cincinnati? Both, both tasty defensive matchups. Maybe I could slide one of those into tight end. Good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, for one week at least. Well, they're probably the top two defenses of the entire week, right? Yeah, well, maybe I'll. if anyone wants to trade for a defense, they're available. There's only one defense in the league I would even think about trading for, and I'm crazy that I would even say that. Yeah, I know, right? And I, I don't think, uh, I don't think Mr. Karch is going to trade them to you. So yeah, I don't think so spoiler, either. Spoiler alert! But uh, what do you say? What's your call on this game, John? Ooh, well, um, I'm going to have to pick your team, even with Cooper Cup still on the bench, and you slot him in. I think you still have a decent favorite in this matchup. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna like I said, I'm I'm kind of like you. I'm always gonna go with my squad unless it's looking like a yeah a miracle. And uh, the, I think just the questions we talked about, Jable's team at running back, even um, you know, who knows? He could pick someone up and squ- they could waddle in for three touchdowns and make me eat my words. But yeah, but you know what? The uncertainty he has right now at RB two for this week, and it also at tight end, uh, you know, Cameron Brait, who. Is usually boomer bust with a tight end, but it seems like this year it's a little bit less of that than it normally is most years. Uh, I feel pretty good about your team winning this week. We'll see. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Moving on to our next matchup, um, I've got Gold Standard and Steve Johnson. Pivotal playoff matchup here in Bipocalypse. Yeah, equal records, third and fourth in the league. Um, based on the projections, I see a couple of buys on the gold standard side and, and a buy on this on Steve Johnson's side. He was in trouble. He's got to he's got to pick up a quarterback. And Lev Bell went in for an MRI today. Yeah, and he's already got four guys on buy on his bench. So yep, uh, could be some interesting decisions for Steve Johnson to make this week. Oh yeah, um, definitely looks like the same for. Well, yeah, it looks like Gold Standard is going to be making a lot of moves too, being that their quarterback, tight end, and defense are on by, and they don't have anyone at those positions on the bench. So, yep. Uh, there's, yeah, definitely there'll be some changes to be made there as well. And there's going to be some uh, addable assets hitting the wire. Looking at Gold Standard's roster, pretty, uh, pretty decent roster, top to bottom, but a couple yep. of them are going to have to hit the wire in order to field a full team this week yeah a lot of depth there you know uh, i do have an extra defense uh mr folo if you want to pick pick one of those up you can send me one of those pieces unreal uh we, we could talk <laughs> but yeah it should be interesting uh i don't know tough tough to call on this one after we um uh, until we see that people that go in i guess um <laughs> I don't even. I don't even think it's fair to have either one of us pick this matchup right now on Tuesday. Yeah, we might have to. We might have to talk about this one as the as the week gets closer. Yeah, let's have a check in um, on say Friday or Saturday, and we'll see what's up. Sounds good. We'll put yeah, that there one on hold. Be, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll make this one off, uh, but we won't lie to you because we've got ourselves to be accountable to each other. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> uh, moving on to the next matchup, we have Trust the Process and Dak Dynasty. This is another one that could look very different um, based on what happens between now and the start of the games this week with Fami's attempt to sell his team for draft picks. Yeah, this this could be tough. Um, I think we're pretty safe on the Trust the Process side. I think we're A seeing 5-5 five on- five here from, from Carl. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards that way too. Um, as you said, Dak Dynasty's roster could look a lot different come the weekend. But uh, a lot of strong, I see a lot of strong matchups on the trust the process side. Yeah, I think Michael Thomas is going to eat this week. It could be a big week for him. Ooh, Atlanta defense, yikes! I don't know though. Chubb against the Bills. Bills have a good defense, and uh, I don't know. I hope Singletary doesn't go off. Yeah, it should be interesting to see uh, see where we go. The one the one thing I, I did notice um, 
I did notice on with Trust the Process roster, uh, Darius Geis, I believe is, from what I've heard locally, is slotted to be on track to suit up following the bye this week. Could yeah, be adding gonna, another piece do, in. That'll be one to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, could be another option there with uh, th- to throw into that running back uh, flex position. Ooh, Kamish. Uh, do you think goes on? I got to take just a second here. I'm uh, being required to take a pregnancy-mandated popcorn popping break in my kitchen. All righty. I need to chuck it on mute here for a, a minute or two. All right. Well, you, you go on on that, and I will talk. All right. I'll be back as soon as I can. I'll be talk. I'll talk at you. All right. <laughs> All right. While John is on popcorn break, uh, this is brought to you by Dogfish Head Super Eight Super Ghosts. Uh, took took a break off the White Claw. Went through a lot of White Claws while uh, celebrating the the Nats big World Series victory. What a shocker that was! Jeez. Um, if you would have told me that they would have been in the World Series, I mean, God, I ended up planning a vacation back in May thinking oh, I don't have to worry about playoffs. And sure enough, I missed the entire National League Championship Series uh, all out to sea. But, uh, you know, big win for the Nats. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who they bring back. You know, obviously, Strasburg decided to opt out. Um, you know, good move on his part. You know, he's he's kind of taken that risk and he signed the contract and he's played really well. So uh, I think he will probably come back to the Nats, though. I would hope that they'll make him an offer. They'll give him a raise. I certainly hope they'll sign Anthony Rendon. They have no one that can step into that position in the minors. And I really don't want to see him go off uh, to a division rival. It's it sucks to see that the uh, the Braves and the uh, Phillies both have needs at third base and if, to see another national go up to Philadelphia would be terrible. Although when Bryce Harper went up there, you know, in his introductory press conference, he did say he wanted to bring a title back to DC, and in his absence, that's exactly what happened. So thank you, Bryce. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the rest of the baseball world. I was very disappointed that the Nationals manager Dave Martinez didn't get a uh, nod is a finalist for manager of the year. Uh, I don't quite get it. I, I guess they vote on these things before the postseason, so we can't take that into account. But uh, for a team that had the worst bullpen in history, uh, to be able to manage a team that had that terrible bullpen from 19 and 31 to a playoff spot and actually had a better record than both the Brewers and Cardinals who had their managers nominated, uh, it was just a sham. I call shenan- total shenanigans on that. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think Davey will take his World Series ring over the Manager of the Year championship. But when you th- consider guys like Matt Williams, one Manager of the Year, I guess it's really not that much of a uh, much of an, a prestigious award when we consider that. So I'll get off my Nat soapbox now. Get back to looking at this matchup while we wait for the popcorn to pop. Um, again. Should be interesting to see what Dak Dynasty's starting lineup looks like after uh, he considers any trades that go on over the next couple of days. Um, I think it's a, I think it would be clear to say if he makes some of these moves and has to slot some of his depth in, um, the odds are going to be in trust the process's favor to pick up a win and continue that charge from uh, you know 0 and 5 to 5 and 5 possibly. All right, all right, all right. I'm back. All right. And yes, I agree. I'm, I'm going with Carl this week, and it's going to be a five-game win streak to match the five-game losing streak. There you go. Ooh. I just had to take a sip of my dogfish. I was listening. It was uh, quite the analysis on the Washington Nationals. Yeah, a little bit of a soapbox after the – I was a little perturbed when those manager of the year finalists came out, but <laughs> it's it is what it is. Yeah. Um, why don't we move on to our next matchup in this week? Do-do-do. Looks like we have Surveys Express and Caker Bayfields. Yahoo odds have Cake as a 12-point favorite at press time. Yeah, it's going to be a tough week for uh, Zach's matchup with his buys just at a quick glance. Is this going to be the week Mahomes returns? 
they said it's possible. Um, Yahoo's projecting him to be in there, and I've got to think if he's playing, uh, Zach's going to have him in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, tough. Uh, yeah, Tennessee's defense is uh, decently tough, and it's a road game, so we'll see. But I don't think if, if Mahomes is starting, I don't think he's on your bench. Yeah, I, I think, though, that's going to be what needs to happen if he's got a shot to win this one. Yeah, I agree. Um, be interesting seeing that Kamara still has the questionable tag. Again, Yahoo believing that he he will be uh, able to go. It's early in the week. But uh, you know, with those with those bye weeks that Zach's team is facing, you know, outside of the questionable tag on Mahomes, it's going to force Zach into some roster decisions he might not want to make on a regular weekly basis. Like right now, seeing Hines and Rogers in there. But yeah, again, doing this before the waivers, it could look very different tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say, and Hines and C. Rogers are probably guys Zach doesn't want to have slotted into the lineup. Um, on cake side, I see a lot of uh, a lot of decent matchups. Yeah, uh, interesting to see again with Brandon Cooks. As I said, there's questions with him with the concussion. Basically, the Sean McVay came out and said he doesn't know when he'll be able to play. So uh, we'll see what happens there. It's not like he doesn't have options though. Metcalf again had a nice game last week that we talked about earlier. Uh, Cole Cole Beasley is always an option for a sneaky. Uh, PPR play. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think I think Ridley too in his starting lineup could be one of the better values uh, at wide receiver for the entire second half of the season. Just those extra targets that are freed up with Sanu getting traded. Um, I think Ridley's going to have a good, strong finish. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, matchup wise, who do you, do you have a read on this one or? Hmm. <clears throat> Only if Mahomes plays, I think that Zach will have a shot to win it. But, um, you know, I think he might need to take a big shot. And if Mahomes plays, he might be able to put Hardman there in the flex and go for the double dip. But otherwise, outside of that type of scenario, I think Cake's going to have a pretty strong week. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm taking Cake as well on this one. Um, just a lot of a lot of questions on Zach's side. Yeah. Too too many for me to be comfortable to take him to sure. take him for the win. What do you think though? If Mahomes plays and if Hardman, uh, if he if he starts Hardman, you know, big play there. You think he can do it? I think it's possible. I, yeah, I, by no means do I think he'll get blown out, but yeah. I think you I think you need to hope for that, and I think you need Alvin Kamara to be a hundred percent healthy, and we just don't really know this early in the week. So yeah, and it might take an, it might be might, might be another one of those that right too. That are you know we might change our minds after we see the final lineups, but uh, I'm willing to lock in Cake as my pick. Giddy up, cool. Yeah, same here. And then I believe our last matchup we have is Peter Karch against Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Okay, we're taking Karch. What's next? <laughs> yeah, I already had it written down. So yeah, um, I don't want to shortchange anyone. I mean. God, Karch's team has some pretty good matchups. Marashio um, looks like he needs to find a, a running back to be able to play, and and he's going to be depending. He might have to find two because I don't know if David Johnson is a lock to play this week, actually. so Yeah, um, and he's got none on the roster that can currently play. So uh, looking, looking bleak. Yeah, not, not great, not great. Um, I think he's gonna need he's gonna need some magic. He's gonna need uh he's gonna need Julio to have a, a Mike Evans type day, and uh, hope that I don't know one of Karch's players comes down with the flu and doesn't play. <laughs> I mean, well, Dalvin Cook I, he might be shut down like Saquon was this week, so that's possible. But uh, I think we'll have a pretty you know Karch seems to be going at this at press time with the Oakland stack on Thursday night against the Chargers. So yeah. um, maybe maybe we see. Some potential there if uh, if if LA plays like they did against Green, can shut down Oakland like they did Green Bay. Maybe the doors open a little bit. Yeah, well, again, so that being on Thursday, like we were saying earlier, make it a decent read on how this one might go after that matchup. You know, if the, if the Raiders both come out and 
put up clunkers. Maybe there is a window for Marascio. I think I think Marascio's got to get somewhere at each of these games to let that black cat out. Uh, um, real. <laughs> we know he, how much of a fan of cats he is. True. But, uh, Big time. I think the biggest fan, if we had to rank the entire league 1 to 12, he would oh, probably be number one. He sure would. But, yeah, um, I, I definitely see this one as a, as a Karch victory. Um, maybe not maybe not as high as Yahoo's projecting it to be. But, uh, yeah, I'll, ta- I'll take Pete's squad. I think he's going to hit 9-1. and one. Do you remember I wonder at the beginning how... of the season when I was like, you know, I think we're looking at a playoff team here, and you were like, what the hell are you talking about? You remember that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I said what the hell are you talking about. I don't know if I picked him, but I remember there were some certain people in the league that were very upset that you picked uh, Pete's team to make the playoffs over theirs. Well, <laughs> our boy Pete's probably going to clinch playoffs here in Week Ten. There you go. Well, kudos to you. Yeah, uh, I've got that type of foresight. Only for other people's teams, not my own. <laughs> well, that, that'll about do it for our preview of our Week 10 matchups here in the Business League. Uh, why don't we take a look at what's going on in real football in Week 10? Real football. We got Chargers-Oakland on Thursday night. A good division matchup. Uh I look at the one o'clock games. I see we have Buffalo coming into Cleveland, John, and I want to ask you. I need your opinion on this because I noticed uh, while I was scrolling through Twitter earlier today, there was a blurb like on some kind of I don't know. I don't even know who it was. It was like covering betting. And did you know that the Cleveland Browns are currently favored in this game? Um, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, when I hear those types of stats, I just think about the team's talent and capabilities. And not the bullshit that they put out there on a week-to-week basis with penalties and just all the riffraff that goes on with their team. You see it. Yeah, I mean, it's they are favored by three, so it's your typical. You know, they're. I guess they they usually say three points is home field advantage. So yeah, I guess they're saying on a neutral field they'd be they'd be a pick'em at that point. So man, the Bills uh, are having a strong season. I know, man. I did not expect that. I remember when the, the schedule came out and I saw Dallas had Buffalo on Thanksgiving. And I said, oh, that should be a nice – should be a pretty good Thanksgiving Day game. And now all of a sudden that one's uh, – that, that, you know, that week they have the – I believe they play the Patriots the Sunday before that. So Oof. Uh, a double double shot of the, uh, the leaders of the AFC East right in a row. Did you see that cool clip after the Bills-Redskins game where uh, I guess Frank Gore had just finished talking with Adrian Peterson on the field after the game? And looked like Peterson was about to bounce, and Gore kind of like stopped him and was like, "Yo!" And he stopped him and pointed at Devin, Sing- Devin Singletary, like, "Yo, you got to talk to this kid." And uh, AP kind of like, well, Singletary came up and like, you know, gave like a high five or a shake, whatever, to to AP, and kind of was getting ready to just keep on moving. But the AP stopped him and was like, "Yo!" And they like they talked for a few. It was kind of cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Like Singletary was prepared just for like a shake and then leaving like, cool, I got to shake the man's hand, but AP stopped and talked with them for a little bit. It, lo- it looked pretty cool. That is pretty neat. Uh, you bring up Washington. I, see, I I do see that they're on the bye this week. They're going to be trying to figure some things out. But interesting fun fact about the, the Redskins, they have not scored a touchdown since week six. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, their week six they had that win over Miami, seventeen sixteen. They had, uh, follow week seven, they were shut out by San Francisco at home nine nothing. They went on the road and lost to Minnesota nineteen to nine, and they lost to Buffalo this week on the road twenty four to nine. Wow. Yeah. You know, for week ten though in the NFL, I honestly outside of the Browns, and that's only because they're my favorite team. Um, I don't really think I'm looking forward to anything until the four o'clock slate into Sunday night, into Monday night. Those are the games I think are going to be the strongest. I mean, subtract the Dolphins Colts because obvious reasons, but I mean, Panthers, Packers, Rams, Steelers, Vikings, Cowboys, Seahawks, Niners. Those are going to be some good football games, man. They are. Yeah. I I was going to say it's a pretty weak one o'clock slate other than, Detroit Chicago is one of those division games that 
you never know which way that's going to go. Yeah, um, if uh, Mahomes doesn't play, Chiefs Titans could be sneaky, but you don't want to see a Mahomesless Chiefs anyway. So I think Arizona Tampa Bay could be high scoring. We got the Battle of New Jersey between the Giants and the Jets for bragging rights for the next four years. But yeah, the uh, the late game slate is really loaded this week. Yes. We got Minnesota and Dallas on Sunday night. Again, one of the things that kind of annoys me, I don't know why the NFL does this, is with the Cowboys on Monday Night Football one week and then following up with Sunday Night Football. They do it with a lot of different teams, and I don't know. I feel like you should spread out the uh, primetime appearances. Well, I guess that's what you get for being America's team 20 years ago. They're still America's team, but... um, I don't know. I don't know if I've seen poll results on that anytime recently. (laughs) Well, there's there there's uh they've they've been mentioning how even though in all, in all of the clunkers that Dallas had scheduled on Sunday Night Football, uh, they've never been flexed out. So that goes to show you. Can they flex Sunday Night Football? They can. Ah, cool. Anytime, anytime after Week Six, I believe they have the right to. Um, I think CBS and Fox are allowed to protect a certain amount of games that they can't flex, but other than that, it's all fair games. So nice. That's cool. I don't, I don't think we've had any so far this year. Um, there was some talk maybe next week. I believe we have Chicago and the Rams lined up, and with how Chicago's looked, they've been saying maybe that potentially flex uh, New England and Philadelphia into that spot, possibly. Rumors. All rumors, though. <laughs> Nice. Um, but then again, that would mean Philadelphia would be there two weeks in a row. So maybe not. Um, God, looking forward, I see we're going to have some Thursday night Browns next week. Ooh, nice. A little uh, Thursday night matchup against the Schittsburg Steelers. There you go. Well, I hope that's going to um, be a big one. I'll, uh, I might have to phone in some PTO for Friday because uh, Browns, Steelers on a Thursday night. You already know there will be Keystones. In my life, probably multiple. I'm not. I would say it's more than one or two. A couple, two, tree. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do the regular Thursday routine. We're gonna get the boy home from daycare, uh, get him dinner, get him a little bath, put him to bed. But then it's uh, gonna be like the full moon arose above my house, and we're gonna be blasting <sighs> Cleveland rocks. <laughs> well, there you go. Nice Thursday night game for the Browns in Week Eleven. Um. That'll that'll about cover. I don't see much else in the. Uh, again, Dallas has Minnesota this week. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be a good game. Primetime Kirk Cousins excites me because he usually does choke in primetime games. So, uh, but if Dallas comes out how they came out in that Giants game to start, you know anything can happen. So sure. The, yeah. the road the road for Dallas this season the rest of the way is pretty bumpy. So. They can't afford a lot of those slow starts. I think they have something like right in a row from here where they have Minnesota, Detroit, New England, Buffalo, Chicago. Then the Rams. Rams. Eagles, Redskins. Yeah, so not a lot of not a lot of gimmies on there. And I think but you know, Bear, Bears have had a rough season, but that defense is still legit. It's on the road at night in Chicago in December. Yeah. So, uh should be interesting, but I, I think uh, I think you could circle week sixteen. I think that I think that Dallas Philly game they might be sitting there with very similar records. There could be a lot on the line week sixteen. Hey, don't don't look too far ahead, my friend. I'm not. I'm just uh, I, I've I've peaked. I've taken a peek. And I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, we you know we had Penn State on the bye this week, so I, I gotta say I paid like almost very 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 little attention to college football uh, without without the boys out there. Well, it'll be time for you to get back into it because Penn State is hitting their home stretch as well, starting a big one against Minnesota. Is that a twelve o'clock game? It is. It's one of the and it's you know I remember back. Uh, I can't. I don't know how the numbers have been under Franklin, but I know back when we were in school, when we were in school, and Joe Paterno was still around. Penn State notoriously did terrible at these noon starts on this in the Central Time Zone. Oh boy. And so we're heading out to Minnesota. I think the numbers are better. I think they've kind of settled those things, but uh, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be tough. Uh, Minnesota's no slack. I know they haven't really played. Their schedule hasn't been too, too tough, but every week in the Big Ten, they've been blowing out teams better. Penn State's a touchdown favorite on the road. That, that they are. 
Um, but anything can happen, you know. Starting defensive tackle got suspended because he decided to spit at a guy in the Michigan State game. Oh, no. Antonio, Antonio Shelton, so. Dirty tactics. Um, we'll see how it goes. You know, hopefully they had – both teams had a bye week, so no one really has that advantage going for them. Oh, they both did. I didn't know Minnesota did too. Yeah, it was actually a very – it was very strange this week and in, in, as we spoke about in this week of college football, they didn't really pay much attention to. But um, LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, and Penn State all on buys. Four out of the top five teams were out of action hmm. in the same week. Well, we've got the big one with LSU and Alabama, 330. Uh, looking forward to watching that one over uh, some diaper party action on Saturday. Yeah, you know, I was uh, sorry. I was sorry for a second there. I was uh, looking up. I, I know the college football playoff rankings initial release was supposed to be tonight, but apparently it has been delayed huh. because of the Duke game. Well, respect that shit, homie. Well, that game has twenty six seconds left, and things are looking good for your boys right now. Well, I think I might go and try and catch the end of that if I could. Uh, sound it sounds good to me. I don't think we have anything else really to cover. Uh, Penn State closed out a big victory, 84-46. Kind of bummed. They actually play next week at Georgetown down here in D.C., and I will be out of town for a work conference. Oh, that sucks. How unlucky is that? Yeah, that really is. But uh, I'll let you go so you can get to the end of the game. There we Thanks, go. everyone, for tuning in. Uh, this is it for the Business League Podcast, Episode 10. Good luck, everyone. Good luck this week, everyone.